We want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. And honestly, right now is still a great time to book a Walt Disney World vacation or a Disney Cruise Line or any other type of vacation because you're going to need it. She does all the work. She has saved us tons of money on numerous vacations. We love working with Michelle. You will too. Her email is in the show notes. So let her know that you're ready for a vacation. Now on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney and Doug. Here we are, another week of rope dropping. I'm really excited for this week's show because it's something that I don't really do and you don't really do, which means we might have a special guest but before we get to that, Doug, uh, last week you pretty much begged and pleaded for Did. some more reviews, and yes. I want to say thank you to the people that got onto uh, Apple Podcasts and left some reviews. And Doug, you're going to read another one for us. I'm going to read another one, and it's a uh, very, very well titled. Let me just say it's taking a personal shot at me, which is awesome. I love it, actually. All right. It's titled Show Host Can't Read, but still a great podcast. <laughs> yep, that sounds about right. Is that the whole review? So, no, no, no. Oh, that's that, just the title. That would make sense. All right, it's by Doug DMR88. Hopefully you can read my last name correctly, guys. If you've gotten this far, pat yourself on the back, Doug. You did it. But seriously, fun pod about WDW. I, too, am an avid rope dropper primarily at Disneyland Resort. Keep napping. I like like it. it. I like it. They make fun of my reading, my pronunciation, and my napping. They make fun of you, not me. That's the best kind of review. That's because they don't... I don't know. What would they make fun of you for, Derek? There's nothing nothing there. you, you You don't nap excessively... You uh, can pronounce things. I forget and to you can eat. Read. I don't know. You do can I read? I don't know. 50 50. Yeah, that. that's not really. I'm realizing make... uh, during this homeschooling era that we're in right now with everything going on, my reading stopped at about second grade level. So next year, my <laughs> daughter's in third grade. I don't think I'm going to be able to help her much. Nope. You're in trouble. You're going to have to outsource. That's You're about have to outsource. right. And uh, the one thing I do, I always say who our Patreons' names are, and we don't have any new Patreons this week, but we do have some amazing Patreons who enjoyed one of the best shows ever last week. So It was uh, for you, maybe. For me, maybe not. More things to make fun of Doug for. Last week, we heard Doug and my Mickey impressions with some voice actors you may know. So if that is a good enough tease, go on, check out that Patreon episode. It's in our show notes. But uh, yeah, definitely thank you so much for leaving reviews. So we have a few more now to keep us going. Uh, We're almost to 250, so help us get there. You know what, Doug? I would love to get to 250 by the time the parks reopen. Oh, good goal, Rope Droppers. Let's see if we can do it. Let's talk about Walt Disney World, Doug, or any Disney travel. Because one thing that I always hear from vloggers and bloggers and other people is that you got to sometimes do a trip solo. And I don't know if you know me that well, Doug. Well, you do. I don't do solo trips that well. I I don't. I, I barely can go anywhere solo. I'm that extroverted. So I've had times in the park where I've been solo when I've left before my wife or uh, you had to go take a nap. And I, I really, yeah, I really haven't enjoyed it. So uh, have you done much solo trips, Doug? 
I've done an evening at Epcot, and it was marvelous. I talked to zero people and just kind of walked around and looked at Twitter while taking pictures on the trash cans. I think no, there the was whole, more to it than that. The whole time that I was solo, Doug, I was texting you constantly. So if that, if that yeah. gets people to understand how extroverted I am, um, I'm, I'm not a big uh, going traveling by myself kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. That's why we needed to bring in someone that has done it before, we right? We do, now. absolutely. So today on Rope Drop Radio, please welcome Taylor. Evening, gentlemen. How are you? Doing, Doing good. good. Well, we're excited to have you on the show. So first, how about you start with some of your Disney background? Some years back, and um, without putting a real date on it, let's just say there was one park at the time. My dad and a couple of his buddies decided, uh, hey, you know, it would be fun. Let's get campers and put our families in the campers and drive down I-95 from South Carolina i go stay at Fort Wilderness at Walt Disney World. And so during my childhood up through the 80s, um, up into my teenage years, that was our thing. Um, once a year, typically Thanksgiving weekend, which, wow, that was, you know, I don't, I don't go then now. Um, we would load up campers and, and go down and stay for, four or five days out of Fort Wilderness. Got older and went here and there off and on. Um, actually convinced some buddies of mine, hey, spring break, let's go to Walt Disney World. And um, somehow talked them into it. And um, that was back in the days of Pleasure Island was there. And um, getting closer to present day, though, about 10 years ago, I had some health problems. And I was in a coma for a couple of weeks. And while I was in ICU after the coma, I was kind of thinking, you know, everything's kind of stressful and this is a tough situation. I want to do something that makes me happy. And I was single at the time and and believe it or not, I still am. But I decided, you know what? I want to go back to Walt Disney World. I get out of this hospital. I'm going to get better and I'm going to start going back to Walt Disney World again. And that kind of snowballed into going twice a year, which became three times a year, which became four times a year. So for about the eight last eight years, I've been going four times a year. And um, since the since that started back, all my trips have been solo. Nice. Disney gets rid of the stress. I like that. From It seems stressful for my family when my family goes, but a solo trip sounds much less stressful. You I don't think have it's to... less stress when you and I go versus with our wives and kids, Doug. I was just going to say with the kids, but yeah, you that... were the one that said the wives, for the record. Derek... <laughs> oh, well played. They do Derek listen to this show. The wives. Yes, Derek said the wives. The wives are not stressful. Not ever. at all. No. So one way, one way I've described it to my friends is... Um, I've got buddies who are big hunters, buddies who are big fishermen, guys who play golf all the time. That's their hobby. That's what they do. Well, this is my hobby. This is what I do. Um, It's what I enjoy. And the fact that I'm solo um, certainly has its benefits. We can talk some about that tonight. But um, it's what my situation is. Um, People say about, you know, Walt Disney World is my happy place. It is. It absolutely is. And it's my hobby. So that, that's how I kind of put it to my buddies. Say, okay, well, 
how much time are you spending out sitting in a deer stand, not seeing anything for four hours in a row, hoping to get a shot? That's your hobby. That's what you enjoy. Well, this is my hobby. I like your hobby more. Yeah, I do too. I like it. So what, what are some of the advantages of heading to the park solo? Well, I, th- I think the number one and most obvious one is I do what I want. Um, there you go. That's it. <laughs> so I, I am not looking to please anyone else. I'm looking to please myself. Um, my plan is to do the things I enjoy. I don't have to worry about, well, I hope Mary is happy with this. I hope Bob really likes this lunch. If I don't like the lunch, I don't like the lunch. I'm the one that picked it. There's nobody going to complain to me about it. There's nobody going to say, I don't want to go on living with the land for the third time in a row, Taylor. Well, I might. And if I want to, I can. So, you know, that's the main benefit. Although I am not a, well, let's kind of go slow type of thing. If you're solo, your pace is your pace. No one is dictating your pace except for yourself. So I can go and hit as many attractions as possible, or I can go as slow as I want. And those are all kind of, I look at that in my planning phase, but it, it goes back to as a solo traveler, I'm only pleasing one person and that's me. Nice. That's a huge advantage. Mm-hmm. When did you say so, Derek? No, I definitely agree. Um, yeah, because so many times I have to do character pictures with my kids or I have to ride figment and I never want to do that. So I can see the appeal of doing a solo trip and skipping some of the uh, my kids e-ticket attractions that are not mine. <laughs> not really e-tickets? Not at all. So how do you approach planning for a solo trip? I would consider myself a big planner um, and... The type of plans I make, obviously being a solo traveler, it's different than if you have, you're going with the wife and two and a half kids or, or whatever it is. Um, but I generally start out well ahead of months in advance, but I'm kind of thinking, you know, okay, where am I going to stay? And then because of the 180 day cutoff or beginning time, with setting your ADRs for your dining. That's kind of my first date of, okay, where, not just what am I eat. I start by thinking what parks am I going to be at and kind of go from there. As far as my planning goes, resort wise, I generally stay at, and I alternate, but I, I generally stay at moderates or values, uh, more values than moderates. Uh, for me, being a solo traveler, primarily is a place to put my head down. Um, I'm not worried as much about amenities and things like that. If I'm going to spend X amount of dollars staying at a deluxe resort, then I don't know that I'm going to spend as much time in the parks. And I go down there. My trips are for the parks. They're not for the resorts. While I enjoy the resorts and I always stay on property, that's not why I go. But... I start from that baseline. I kind of work down from that 180 day to a 60 day with the fast passes like everybody else does, or at least everybody who knows what they're doing as far as planning. Unfortunately, you know, and I'm sure y'all know this. There are a lot of folks out there who actually don't know what they're doing. Hey, let's go to Walt Disney World and get there and be like, wow, <laughs> I did not do enough planning. So 
I think you've got to be at least somewhat of a planner if, if you're going to try and get a good bit of stuff done and have a good enough time. So it's still important to plan all that sort of stuff, even as a solo traveler. I think so. And, you know, I, I, I see a lot of locals in Orlando talk about, oh, well, you know, I just kind of like going there and enjoying the ambience and, and that's fine. But even if you're a solo traveler going three or four times a year, you're only going three or four times a year. You're not going there to sit on a bench. Mm, that's good. Yes, that's awesome. And the nostalgia is fantastic. And listening to background music is wonderful. But unless you have a plan and unless you're actually active, are you spending all that money to go sit on a bench? No, you know, there are attractions there. There are shows there. There are a lot of things to do there. And without a plan, even if you're solo, then you're not getting much out of bang out of your buck. Just my opinion. No, I agree with that. That's yeah. And I like the idea of staying at a a cheaper resort because I agree. If I'm going solo, I think it's just going to be where I can sleep because I want to get as much done uh, as possible. That square footage doesn't matter quite as much, does it? When you're not cramming five human beings into a room. I don't even know it what is. that's like. That just sounds magical. <laughs> it has been a very long time since I've done that. I wouldn't even know how to react. So, yeah, I... I it's a place to, to put my head down at night after a day at the park. I've thought about doing a solo trip sometime for Horror Nights or something like that, something that you won't do with me, Doug. Yeah. But then I'm calling, Go like, Kent it. or The Raises or Christina, seeing if I can crash on a couch some one of the locals that listen to this show or one of our uh, Patreons for sure. So uh, that there you go. That's my plea to any Patreons listening right now. Your solo would be the flight. That would be about all you could handle <laughs> solo, Derek. That is actually, the yeah, flight. the flight I'm fine with solo because I have a weird anxiety. But yeah, at the parks, I need people. So how does the uh, length of stay tie into, you do four trips a year. Are they all about the same length or you do different length ones or how does that work? I've kind of got in, my route, in a routine um, where the drive from South Carolina from where I live is seven hours. Um Typically, I like to arrive on a Saturday and then stay until I thir- till Thursday. So it's um, that gives me four full days, at least four full days at the parks. Um, do my math against Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, that's four full days at the park because when I get up Thursday morning, it's really time to go. I pack my stuff and and head on. Um, and on arrival day, a lot of times arrival day might be for me, uh, Disney Springs. Um, but the rest of the time, we're going to be park days. And then nod to you gentlemen, uh, I'm going to be re- dropping every day. Yeah, um, yes. that's what we like to hear. For me, that's the only way to do it. Um, it you you got to have a plan and then you got to have a backup plan. Kind of like Mike Tyson says, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. Well, <laughs> Disney has... A habit of punching in the face sometimes, whether it be weather, whether it be ride attractions going down, whether it be crowds or things like that. So, what? No, have... none of that ever happens. None. none. <laughs> I think people think I'm going to go to Disney and none of that's going to happen. No, it happens. Everything's perfect down there. Yeah, that's that's probably not the right attitude to take down there. Yep. Right attitude to take is I've got a plan, I've got a backup plan, and you know what? Maybe I've got a backup plan for my backup plan. Um, but typically I arrive on a Saturday and drive back on a, uh, on a Thursday with, 
with those two bookend of days basically being drive days for me. That I pick days for um, which park I'm going to do. Um, I don't do too many split days for one park in the morning, one park in the afternoon. I kind of like having, let's just say, for example, Wednesdays my Magic Kingdom day. Um, I'll, I'll do with them, you know, rope drop there in the morning and have a break at some point in the afternoon where I go back to the resort and then finish it up and, and close it at night. And um, that, that's kind of like how I like doing it. That, that, that seems to be the right number of days for me. Usually by that Thursday morning, I'm like, you know what? It's time to go home. That makes sense. That sounds like a good nice. trip. I'm, yeah. I'm down for that. So I want to know more of what kind of attractions you like as a solo traveler. Uh, I can imagine some that I don't want to do with my kids. But what about you? What What do you like to make sure you do? Well, obviously it depends on the park, but I wouldn't call myself a, a roller coaster fan, but I do all of them except for um, not a huge rock and roller coaster guy, but I will do it maybe every second or third trip. Um, because of some of my health issues, my cardiologist probably isn't a real big fan of me doing that. Um, I don't really care, but, uh, <laughs> I did talk to him about it. He said, well, and I said, okay, then I'm going to take that as that's okay. I can do it. Um, <laughs> I love the classics, Haunted Mansion, Splash Mountain. Mm, um, big fan of those. Uh, I try and do Pirates every trip, try and do Jungle Cruise, um, Pretty much every Trump, maybe maybe every other Trump, but the classics I'm a big fan of. And then the two new ones, uh, these two two new big ones, as far as I, I'm concerned, Flight of Passage and Rise of Resistance. Um, just fantastic attractions. Mm-hmm. I, yep. I, I've only mm-hmm. done Rise once, but, you know, frankly, I'm blown away by it. I've um, done Flight of Passage now maybe a dozen times, 14 I have yet to see the queue. Um, yeah. I've always either I'm the same way or fast passed it. Um, so even though I've done it a dozen times, I haven't seen the queue yet. Expedition Everest, I think that's so awesomely themed. If that's a good word, it's not a good word, but I'm going to use it. I love the fact that it's not, and I'm not a big anti IP guy, but I love the fact that Expedition Everest is Expedition Everest. That that's they built that with the whole backstory of the Yeti and I think the whole attraction mm-hmm. is fantastic. Not just the ride itself. I mean you ask about what attractions I like or feel like I have to do. You don't want to hear it, but I could probably sit here and talk about different attractions for half an hour. I'm a big attractions guy. The headliners are I'm a big fan of. Even, you know, you talk about well you don't have to do the kids ones. No, I don't have to, but Sometimes I will use some of the, like, say, Ariel, Undersea Adventure. I'll use that as a filler. Um, if I've rope drop Mine Train and then hit Peter Pan back-to-back in standby because you can time it just right and do those, my next fast pass might not be full at all, so I'll go do a standby in Ariel. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of my days go with when I'm in the parks, I'm hitting attractions. Now, one thing I do like about Disney is you talked about Everest. That has a great solo rider line. 
And there are a lot of great solo rider lines that Disney does that people don't even realize. Like uh, uh, Millennium Falcon has one of my mm-hmm. favorites because I've walked onto that attraction a couple times because of it. So I think that's something uh, Disney does well. Do you want to elaborate on some of those or uh, some of your favorite ones that you like to do? One I always recommend to people, though, is Test Track. Um, oh, that's a good one. You're right. Single rider line. Um, the way I typically do my Epcot mornings is I rope drop, test track, then go to Soren and do both of those in standby and use my three fast passes for uh, Frozen, Living with the Land, and Spaceship Earth. And it, it, it's kind of an easy, relaxed kind of feeling. But as you gentlemen know, test track is a fickle lady. Oh, and it frustrates me more than any other attraction. Depending on what the weather does, my rope drop plan, I might get punched in the face and get over there and it's not running because of they had some rain or something's down or so then I've rope dropped somewhere that, hey, it's not going. I got I to gotta adjust my plan so I can come back later and do the single rider line and I'm not going to wait more than 10 minutes. Almost any day or time of day that I go there, um, that single rider line is fantastic to test right. Everest, I'm typically able to work it out where I don't even need the single rider line, but you brought that one up. That is another really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the drawback on the Falcon single rider line is if you don't want engineer, mm-hmm. then you don't want to do single rider because yeah. that's what they're going to give you. Correct. Yeah. No, I do know someone big... on Twitter that got pilot, and that amazed me, and I think that cast member just wanted to uh, make someone's day. Uh. We did switch with somebody once. We gave we gave somebody pilot one time because I had been like, I've piloted enough. Like, <laughs> is there such a thing, dog? Nice. Wow, that must be nice. It, that was back when I was at the Disneyland previews, and like I think it was our eighth or ninth time. Like we were literally just walking in a circle, getting on the <laughs> ride. It was insane, and. We were worried that, you know, that's when everybody's like, Star Wars is a failure. There's nobody here. Well, they weren't letting they weren't letting people in, basically. But it was amazing for the people that did get in for your two hour window. We just went in a circle riding. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so that's the way you get it. You have to be really lucky. But yeah, you got to do standby if you want pilot. And then you have to get up there and be like, I want to wait for pilot. You can't even. You gotta, you gotta kind of put your foot down. They'll get, get it to you though. Um, I might have to try that in September. Yeah, it's, it's a whole different experience piloting. Um, that is. I, for got, sure. I got on Twitter after my first time on Millennium Falcon. Um, I was as kind as I could be, but it was obvious I was not blown away by the Falcon attraction. Who boy? Um, I got some replies to that one. <laughs> and, and I happen to say, well, I just don't see like staring at a wall and punching a button as being a fantastic no. experience. It's because not. that's what it was for me as an engineer. Yeah. And I kept looking at the wall to see whether or not it lit up. Because I didn't want to be, here you go, being a solo guy, I know no one else in the Millennium Falcon, no one else in any of the other seats. I didn't want to be the guy that goofs up somehow and makes their experience bad. I didn't know. This is my first time on it. So the whole time I'm staring, okay, am I supposed to push a button yet? Am I supposed to push a button yet? And of course I've heard this is not like 
space in Epcot where the buttons don't mean anything. Yeah. It means something to push the button correctly. So I was worried about that, and I complained on Twitter that, oh, I thought it was quite dumb that the whole attraction is, I'm, I'm sitting there staring at the wall looking for a button to light off. So hopefully in September I will change my tune and Smuggler's Run will show me where I was wrong and the error of my right ways once I was uh, once I'm a pilot. You definitely need to be a pilot. Yep. Yeah, we're we're a family of five, so we get a lot of the the single riders in with us, and I tell them to feel free to yell at my children if they do a bad <laughs> job piloting. Like, get, we've had a couple that really they've gotten in on it, and then uh, other ones just stare at me like, "Why are you talking to me? Why I don't not, not your new friend." See, so I was I, a single rider, and I tried to yell at a four-year-old pilot, and the dad <laughs> gave me the death stare. So, I, I mean, that yeah, happens, way. don't, yeah. As a long-time solo traveler, uh, I would give a word of advice to other solo travelers. Despite what y'all said, don't yell at children. Oh, don't yell at children. <laughs> okay, never mind, yeah. You're by yourself. That's probably a you're, good idea. You're not with anyone else. If you start yelling at children... You're going to have a bad time. That's true. Good point. True. Yeah, you know. There's kind of a rule I try to love by as a solo driver. It takes yeah. a village. Now, Come on. Now, yelling yell. at adults. There you go. Now that's, I'd be happy to yell at either of you two. Okay. If I please do. Yell if we crash yep. into the wall on Morning yeah. Falcon Smuggler's Run. Feel free See, to we yell. yell. There's a lot of yelling in our cockpit. <laughs> it's, it's, I think why Samantha and Alden both, I think, say it's their favorite attraction now. Right? Wow. I think they... Yep. Because it's so, for the the family, it's so interactive, and they just scream at each other, and <laughs> they bump into anything as the pilot, and like everybody just gives them heck. But now they've gotten good at piloting, so it's gotten uh-huh. boring again. Because yeah. the last time we did it, they just straight through, everything went great, they won, and it was like, well, that wasn't as much fun. So maybe this layoff of a few months is going to help them get bad again at piloting. Mm, they're rusty. Yeah, they're rusty. We'll at least have one good run where maybe a stranger will yell at them. So later. let's uh, let's elaborate on that. What are some good stories, guys, from, uh, and especially you, Taylor, from traveling solo? Well, I'll give you my best story. How about that? Um, this was something that happened to me that you talk sometimes about um, – or you hear people talk about a once-in-a-lifetime kind of experience. And I had one of those. Um, for a while there, once every, say, third trip of mine, I would go really old school and bring a tent and literally camp in a tent at Fort Wilderness. Once again, this is solo, so I'm staying in a tent at Fort Wilderness. And um, part of it is a nostalgia thing, like I talked about earlier, Coming down with my folks when I was a kid, we stayed in, in campers at Fort Wilderness. I'm I'm a huge Fort Wilderness fan. I, I have I have had um, some nightmares about the changes they've made to it because I haven't seen them yet. So I'm, I'm very interested to see what it looks like now. But uh, during one of my tent stays, I decided, you know what? I am going to try and see if I can get a reservation for Victoria's and Albert's. And I got one and um, brought my suit down there, had my suit hanging up in my tent because I knew <laughs> that, uh, yeah. you know, you, you got to look classy at a class. Yep. yep. There is a picture of that, right? The yeah, suit hanging in the tent. 
There, there are several pictures of me Excellent. And, my, and my tent with my suit and everything else. But so uh, I came back from one of the parks. Um, time to go to the uh, comfort station because once again, when you're at the campground, you uh, have to put on your flip flops or your shoes or walk down to the comfort station to uh, do your business. So I, I carried my suit down there and got ready and spiffed up and came back and sat in a chair enjoying a beverage, waiting for it to be time to get on the boat and uh, head over to the Grand Floridian and Victorian Alberts. And my phone rings. And I had actually put Victorian Alberts number in my phone. I popped up Victorian Alberts. And I'm thinking, oh, what has gone wrong? There's some kind of problem. I'm not going to be able to go there. They said, uh, yes, um, Taylor, we, we uh, gave you a call because our chef's table has canceled for tonight. We would like to wonder um, and offer you the chance to dine at the chef's table here at Victoria and Albert's tonight. Uh, my very first thought was, holy smokes, that's awesome. My next thought was, wait a minute. That's like twice as much as the regular dinner. That's like I, $700. I mean, something <laughs> crazy. Mm. And I said, I, wow, that's, that sounds great. But I mean, that's kind of, and she interrupted me and said, we're going to charge you the same rate as you would have been charged in the regular Ooh, dollars. Nice. Mm. I said, absolutely, yes. Can I go ahead and come now? She said, no, you need to wait until we're open. That night, I had the most amazing dinner I've ever had in my life. Um, the chef at Victoria and Alberts came over to my table with each course, described it, talked about how it was made. Um, then I sat there and ate it. And I, you know, I had a picture taken with the staff, the kitchen staff, with the head chef. It was, and once again, you, you kind of got a picture of this, though. This is really nice wooden table set back in the kitchen in this nice little area where I've got a perfect view of the kitchen and I'm sitting at this big old table by myself <laughs> and they're, they're bringing stuff to me and asking me, you know, what I thought of this and that and the other. And, uh, it was an incredible experience. Now I will say this, that is the kind of thing where you want someone else there so they can understand how incredible it was, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. I'm, I'm comfortable hanging out by myself, and, and that night, not only was I brought by myself, um, you know, I, I was with the entire Victoria and Albert's kitchen staff. Mm -hmm. As I walked out that night, kind of floating out on air outside of the Grand Floridian, I looked to my left, and Wishes was going to the crescendo near the end, oh, so perfect. I could see the fireworks across the lagoon, and I'd just eaten at Victoria and Albert's. And gentlemen, that was one of the most amazing evenings I've ever had. Oh, that sounds incredible. Awesome. I can't even top that. I was trying to think of a story. Nope. Nope. We're done with yeah. stories. Nope. Good. I mean, that's <laughs> been on my... Then I went back. Then I went back and changed and got back in my tent on my air mattress. At, at, for my $30, well, my $30 tent at, at Walt Disney World after my couple hundred dollar meal at uh, Victoria and Alberts. That the, is awesome. What type of things do you take in consideration when you're making dining reservations then? Because I start with um, 
what park am I going to be that day or where I'm going to be that day? Um, that's the first consideration. Uh, I pretty much tried 90% of the meals, certainly in the parks, if not including the resorts as well. Um, I've hit most of the resort restaurants. And, um, for now, it's really, okay, where am I that day? Where will be the easiest to get to my next activity? And also, obviously, what do I enjoy? So because I've tried so many of them, I certainly have my favorites. And I hit a lot of the same ones now that I've hit so many in the past. But when a new one opens, like last year or whenever that was, I had been trying for a while to try Woody's just because it had opened and I hadn't been there. Okay, so now I've tried it and not quite sure I'm going to do that one again. Um, but once I hit one, if it's a newer one, then I circle back to my old standbys and the ones that I always enjoy. It's kind of book what you like. That makes sense. Yeah, see, I, I think that's when I forget to eat because that's what I do. Yeah, I would have to, I don't know, I think I'd do quick service and just whatever is on the app. So I can just get food pretty much thrown at me and then keep going. Like you just open your mouth and hope it lands? And hope, yes. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. That's coming soon to Walt Disney World. That, that, we throw the food in your mouth as you want. Makes sense. Keep it moving. Keep yes, it moving. absolutely. So. That's that's my strategy. So if I ever do a solo <laughs> solo trip. So makes sense. Yeah, no. Uh, I'm definitely, I, I'm starting to think a little bit more about a solo trip for me, maybe in a couple of years. I don't know. We'll see. You'd have to get permission. Well, yeah. Exactly what I was going to say. Don't, don't you have to get permission for something like that? Yeah. I, well, yeah, I have I, permission to do Halloween horror nights, but I don't mm. know if I want to do that solo. I still want to drag Doug or <laughs> Kent with me. So, uh, I'm, I'm sure Kent would go, I'm but sure this it's not really a solo trip. It's not a solo trip, but that's the only no. thing. Yeah, probably do that no. for a day in one of the Disney parks. But anyway, yeah, uh, it definitely is something that we need to do. And I definitely recommend a lot of our listeners, if you've done it, let us know. Yeah. Likes, dislikes, where to eat. Uh, would you do a character meal by yourself, Doug? Um, I don't like character meals not by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Well played answer. Although, wait, wait, wait. No, I would eat at um, Garden Grill. Oh, great on food. On my own. Yeah. I'd eat there for the food. I'd be like, hey, Mickey, and just let them, you know, continue on. I don't think I'd take a picture. Wow. Do you do any character meals, Taylor? I actually um, meet up with a couple of people while I'm down there occasionally for meals. And a good friend of mine from Twitter, I met with, um, I guess it was about a year now. And did Garden Grill breakfast. So, but as far as solo character meal, no, I, uh, I'm not going to do that. Nah, um, there you go. I, uh, I'm not a huge character guy anyway. Um, I have, I have visited characters solo before. That is probably every fourth or fifth trip. Maybe I'll do that. Um, I'm not a character guy in general, but I have done a character meal, but it was, uh, with a friend who I had met through Twitter. Makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, Doug, you you know, maybe you meet the new character. Uh, you I, and I split yeah. up for some solo did. time to meet characters. I went, yeah, because there was new costumes for Minnie and Daisy or Pluto and Pluto, something. Pluto, yeah. 
Pluto. So I had to go get a picture for Michelle for work for, I'm like, okay. And so I waited in the line with a bunch of moms and little girls. Cause that was, <laughs> I think it was Minnie Daisy. And I think Pluto was stuck at the end. I don't know. It was something weird going on in storybook circus. And, you know, I get up there. I'm like, I just want a picture. And the photo pass person is like, no, jump in. I'm like, nope, just a picture. And the, of course, the mom behind me made a weird comment about how that was weird. And yep. I'm like, oh, <laughs> maybe internal monologue, lady. Internal. <laughs> Keep it inside. Yeah. So, because, you know, if that's what people enjoy doing, they meet all the characters they want, right? Absolutely. If that's their thing, do it. It's not something I do. You know, that, that I would put along with uh, going on the carousel by myself on a solo trip. That, that's something I do not do. Um, so, and, and not planning on it. But hey, if that's your thing, then that's your thing. I definitely love to people watch. And I think uh, sitting in, you know, oh, yeah, Epcot. Having a, a cocktail and maybe watching some people uh, there, I could definitely do that for a while on a solo trip. Awesome. That, that is a big part of it because if you're kind of power walking and going from attraction to attraction by yourself, there comes a time when, hey, you know what? Like you said, I, I think I'm going to get myself a cold beverage and have a seat and just kind of see what I see. And, um, that's all, also a good time for me to sort of catch everybody up on Twitter on what's going on. Um, I, I think you may know that uh, I live tweet all of my trips, so you know, I'm, I'm constantly talking about what I'm doing and where I'm going and what I'm seeing, and, and enjoy the rapport between people on Twitter and and, and myself while I'm while I'm going through my my Walt Disney World solo trip. Awesome. Well, I think it is time, Derek, for the lightning for round. the lightning round. <laughs> Taylor, you have made it successfully to the lightning round. This is where you will answer with your favorite Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, whatever under the Disney umbrella you need to to get the questions answered the way you want to. We do keep score, however, the points don't matter. Are you ready? I suppose. All right. Favorite Disney movie? You know what? I am going to go with Snow White, and the reason I'm going to go with it is I do not think Walt Disney World would exist if Walt hadn't have gone out on a limb and produced the movie Snow White, because I think it led to everything that followed it. That's, That's a really good yep. good way to answer that. All right, favorite Disney character? Oh, let's say, um, go with Liverlips liver from Country Bear Jamboree. The old, the old I'm going to go with Br'er, I'm gonna go with Br'er Frog from Splash Mountain. How about the dog from the house and living with the land? That is one of my absolute favorite characters. Oh, I love that dog. And I will end with saying I'll go with the boss, Mickey Mouse. Mickey, Mickey and a dog and a, and a frog. And live in a boss. Yeah, there was a rhyme there. I just couldn't <laughs> quite. All right, uh, PJ Mass can't think of a rhyme. All right. Anyway, <laughs> favorite Disney villain? Oh, um, Bob Chapek. <laughs> 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 oh, Shazing! Oh, no, that's the first for the show. <laughs> Perfect answer. All right, let's uh, mark I mean, that down. Everything Winning that's happening so right far. now is because he became empowered. <laughs> I just get a negative five on that one. No, no, that's a that's a. <laughs> 
All right. Favorite Disney song? Oh, um, how about the background music outside of the Imagination Pavilion? Um, and I'll go with uh, Zippy Doo Doo from Splash Mountain. Good, good choices, good choices. Favorite Disney park? The first one I ever went to and the only one that existed when I went there, Magic Kingdom. It's a, a good choice. Very common. <laughs> Favorite classic attraction you define classic? That is extremely difficult. Um, we only ask the hard questions here. Uh, yeah, that one's tough. I'll go with Splash Mountain if I only have to name one. I've got three or four more if I can go further than that. It is a lightning round, so yep. we'll just we'll we'll go with the one, I suppose. All right. <laughs> um, favorite okay. modern attraction you define modern? I've only done it once, but it absolutely blew me away. Rise of Resistance. Good choice. Yeah. Yep. Solid. Solid answer. Favorite resort? That was Port Orleans French Quarter. Nice. I like French Quarter. Nice and compact. Favorite counter service restaurant? That was really tough. Also, um, I always have to pick between Sautuli and Flame Tree for lunch, and I alternate when I'm in Animal Kingdom. So I will go with Flame Tree. Ooh, shout out to last uh, week when we had Andy on the show from Flame Tree. Yes, he he was a great spokesman for Flame Tree. So he's loving your answer right now. So. All right, favorite table service restaurant. I have a gut feeling about this. Yeah, you're wrong. Okay. Monsieur Paul. Oh, oh. all right. Monsieur Paul. I was going to think chef table, but yeah. You know. <laughs> well, I will never go there again, so I can't yeah, say okay. no. Yeah, it's, I get it. One yeah. and done. I get that. That's on a different level. Mm-hmm. That's not just a table service. The That's table is the service. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> experience. All right. Favorite Disney snack. The most important question we will ask tonight. I'm going to go with Mickey pretzel. Yes. Finally, another Score. one in my corner. Score for Derek. Salt. It's all about the salt. That's what Jimmy Buffett said. All right. Favorite Disney drink. A Coca-Cola float. On the rooftop bar at the Coca-Cola place at Disney Springs. Ooh. Nice. That sounds refreshing right it now. It does, yes. I'm not going to lie. All right. And Disney bucket list item. One thing I've never done that I'd like to do at some point is the Keys to the Kingdom tour at uh, Magic Kingdom. As someone who's done it, it's amazing, and I highly recommend it. Cool. Cool. And that concludes the lightning lightning round. All right, Taylor, this is your time, your moment. Take a minute and tell people where they can find you. If they really need to, uh, they can find me at Br'er Taylor, B-R-E-R-T-A-Y-L-O-R on Twitter. Um, That is really all only place that uh, anything interesting ever happens. All right. And when's your next trip going to be, depending on what's going on right now? Look at it late September. Uh, I think we're a little under, um, maybe right around 120 days or a little loss. Nice. I'm uh, looking doing a Coronado. We'll be that trip. And um, hopefully 
the NBA players are not there at the same time. I was just thinking that. I I don't feel um, too awkward about my lack of height, but I think I would if I was surrounded by a bunch of seven-footers. So That would be rough. Anyway. We are very short here at Rope Drop Radio. Yeah, we are. We uh, got to get under the rope. That's we do true. a great job of it. I mean, there's some height restrictions at Universal. Otherwise, this could be a Universal podcast, but we can't. Yeah, I can't get on everything. Can't write everything. No, no it's, uh, it's sad but true. So, all right. All right. Well, thank you so much, Taylor, for being on this week's episode. And, of course, we want to hear from our Rope Drop community. Who's gone solo? What do you like? What do you dislike? What do you recommend? Uh, it definitely is something that I don't know if I ever could do, Doug, but there are times during no, this cannot. quarantine that I'm down for getting away from the wife and kids for a little bit since we're all working and living together uh, for a couple days at Disney. Just to clarify, once again, he threw the wife in there and I did not. That's true. There, Michelle listening to this from I love you, honey. Uh, but yeah, it's a dead. So if you've done it, let us know. Uh, we'd love to live vicariously through your trip. That's right. Vicariously. Also, we'd like to thank uh, Back to the Mouse for being a sponsor. Check out Joe's blog. I wonder if Joe, Joe, have you gone solo? Let us know. If not, he should. Then he wouldn't have to go to Starbucks so much to fuel up for his family. True. See? So go check out Back to the Mouse. Dot com. Yes, dot com. That's the key part. That is, and definitely uh, when you book your next solo trip or family trip, you got to check out Michelle McKnight. Her email is in the show notes and she can help you book anytime coming up September, later, whenever you want to go, uh, whether you want to go solo with the family, you want to go on a cruise, cruise solo, Doug, is that an episode we need to do? We might, we might someday. Taylor, someday. would you ever do a cruise solo? I would not. <laughs> Uh, not a Disney cruise, that's for sure. I, I think that seems a little more fam- family oriented um, to me. Um, so I do not think I will do a solo cruise. All right. I could see with like a group of friends, like you stay solo, but you still have that group to be but is with. That on solo? The cruise. No, no, it's that's not, not solo. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd go yeah. with a group of friends. Absolutely. Um, I, I've got to make some friends first. But I would go with Well, we're all friends. We're friends yes, with you now, Taylor. Friends. So hopefully sometime we're all at the park. When you're on a uh, solo cruise, we can meet up at Flame Tree and meet up with Andy and we'll get some food there. But let's get on to the Patreon show. So we're going to talk more. If you want to be a part of that community, you have to go into our show notes. Click the Patreon page for some fun after shows and maybe swag. All sorts of great things that you can be a part of the Rope Droppers about. And thank you to all of our Patreon for supporting the show but that is it so for taylor and doug i'm derek you've been listening to rope drop radio